0: <laughs> oh. Ghostly stories. Tales of revenge. Sister power. Ow! Who's ready for
1: some high quality nonsense? Alright.
0: Tummy itches.
1: Well, that's strange. I know. Wonder what that means. I'm
0: kind of itchy lately. I don't know why. Just my skin is uncomfortable.
1: Hmm. hmm.
0: I wonder what that means. I, I wonder, wonder my... what that means. My tummy's dirty. How was your day?
1: It was uh it's pretty good, not too
0: bad. Sorry, you uh
1: came across a lady throwing up in the bathroom. Yeah, that was kind of unpleasant. I took a halfway hand sanitizer bath in front of the training class today, so it's fine. Oh that's good. Uh also I was like I woke up kinda late and I was like oh I have to get cigarettes. I don't want to do that. One, they're very bad for me. And two, I really don't want to stop somewhere. I just want to go. Right. And I went outside and I smoked the one cigarette that Adam left me. Right. Oh, nice. And I looked through my sliding glass door and I looked underneath the table on my side and there was a pack of cigarettes there. Wow. And lo and behold, it was half full pack. Wow. It was pretty great. Nice. Not too fucking shabby if I do say so, myself. Oh, oh yeah yeah
0: how was your day honestly my day was fucking great good most part we worked a private event and my job is doing this thing where instead of having like it was about 40 people so there was one server obviously and then uh 40 people kind of requires two servers but usually with like anybody that purchases a drink package they have a bartender come on i am a bartender but I am also a server. So they Ooh. tried this thing where I was a server and a bartender and we didn't have to split our tips with another person. So
1: hell yeah. So yeah. you got to like go give like take orders and be like, can I get any drinks for you? Yeah. And then I would go awesome. and make the
0: drinks and then we didn't have to tip and then anyone you, out. And
1: then you would show up with their drinks and they'd be like, here's your tip.
0: Well, no. With, oh. yeah, I mean, with private events, tipping works out a little differently depending on where you go. But oh. all we had to do was split the tips between us. It was a good day. It was like a three-hour party with like, you know, half an hour of setup on either end. So... Hell yeah. I, yeah, I'm feeling good about it. And I'm looking forward to making some money because I'm so poor right now. Yeah, I just got paid today and I'm
1: already broke. (laughs) I know, I'm
0: looking forward to that tomorrow. I'm just like, well, my tips come in tomorrow and my paycheck comes in tomorrow. And I have a lot of things that need to be paid. Yep. 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 Sounds about right. Pass me the red
1: vines, I'm stressed.
0: <laughs> Look what you made me do.
1: I just did a hard eye roll as I yawned Ugh, silently.
0: And well, there's only two
1: left. So you guys, it's about eleven eighteen. Yay. And we both have to wake up early tomorrow. I have to wake up at like six. Yeah. Send me your thoughts and prayers. Anyways
0: Anyways. Have you ever heard you eat cereal? Yeah, but I don't You're eat- like-
1: I don't eat cereal in front of a microphone. I'll fucking break your nose. Anyways. (laughs) I'll break your fucking nose so hard. So fucking bad. He broke his fucking nose so So fucking fucking bad. bad. Yeah, I just re-listened to myself on our last episode, and I'm like, he broke his nose so fucking bad. (laughs) Uh, Jordan messaged me and let me know as to why the sheet that Elva's mother washed turned red. Shut the fuck up. He seriously found out? He did. Or at least it's our working theory. He messaged me and said, most likely it was sodium carbonate, aka soda ash, which is a white powder that can turn water blood red, but then with agitation and reintroduction of the oxygen goes back to clear. It also is used to used in fabric dyes to make dye permanent. And then you okay, so apparently the water needs a pH indicator in it and carbon dioxide that turns it clear. So how exactly washing your sheet would do this? I don't know, unless the pH indicator was in the sheet and she had soda ash in the water. And he went, ooh, and then found an article about human body preservation. Oh. And he said, so sodium carbonate was used in embalming techniques, and so was phenol, P-H-E-N-O-L, phenol? Phenol. So, is phenol, so it's possible whatever embalming technique Techniques that were used had tainted the sheet and po- possibly wow. reacted with something in the water. My guess, the soda ash, since it was also like the laundry detergent back then, right? And he said, "Chemistry is a hell of a drug."
0: Holy shit! Well, I still think the devil killed her.
1: It must have been the devil. Help me, Good wine, drunk. <laughs> Slam-,
0: Slam drunk.
1: Not that type of podcast.
0: <laughs> Slam dunk. I'm so tired.
1: <laughs> She's had like two huge glasses of wine. <laughs> I've had a yum bowl. <laughs> you mean a, a jar glass of wine. Two
0: biscuits.
1: Just kidding. She doesn't drink. I don't drink it. I'm just referring You're gonna to. You're going to get me arrested. <laughs> I'm just referring to when you were telling everybody that i was just some sort wino they were huge chalices of wine sissy oh I, my I, God, I tell hate the you. it was literally like a fucking thimble <laughs> <laughs> it was, it,
0: okay honestly it was it was like a quarter inch of wine in a giant glass
1: it was just like a literally a splash, <laughs> a splash. it was literally just a splosh
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> Uh, so, that's <laughs> gonna <coughs> <coughs> <to> go first. <laughs> you keep fucking
1: forgetting. What?
0: Goddamn,
1: girl. I forget who goes first. Oh. <clears throat> I figured her introduction, which I feel like should be at the beginning. uh Well, also, maybe less scripted. Oh, shit. People I, know uh, by now.
0: Well, alright. Welcome. Welcome to High Quality Nonsense. Sistered Powered Podcast. Just a bad podcast. About true revenge and creepy shit. True revenge and creepy shit. What are you doing? <sighs> <laughs> Both sound the same and nobody knows who's supposed to go first. I'm Faith. I'm Casey. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we are so happy you're here. So happy. <laughs> you can find us across all the social media platforms under at HQN Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram at HQN Podcast. Our email is HQN Podcast. Gmail.com.
1: Be there. Oh my god. <laughs> hedgers and clubers and hedgers and clippers and please email C-King. us. c King. Email us. Boggle. Boggle. Boggle.
0: It's a beautiful day. Yay. <laughs> Alright. Good shit. Good shit.
1: Good shit. Good shit. Good?
0: Fucking shit. Alright. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, honey. <laughs> oh,
1: Pearl. Shout out Kadeira. Hell yeah.
0: What hell yeah. Are you bringing your inside jokes with other people to my
1: podcast? Your
0: podcast? <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face just now. Get out of my kitchen. All right, Sister Faith, Sister Powered Podcast. <laughs> just one sister. Uh, we didn't say sisters powered.
1: <laughs> oh. oh. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. Bless your soul. Ooh. <laughs> All right, pass me the bowl or pick out a nonsense if you want. Hold on. You know, what? I didn't force you to sit in that chair that completely disables you from doing anything. I, you did.
1: No, I didn't. By inviting me here and oh. having me record here. <laughs>
0: All of the equipment's here. It's easily packable. Oh. She says easily.
1: Faith, it's a weird question. You wrote this. Okay. If you could detach and reattach only one part of your body, which would it be? I'm going to say one of my fucking arms i want to say my nose because then i can easily just freak kids out by being like i got my nose i got my own
0: nose now
1: (laughs) kids are like or i do like i got your nose here get my nose and then i make them pull off my nose (gasps) oh my god i'll never do that again
0: i i think i would honestly like detach my arms or like one of my arms when i was going
1: to bed (gasps) like if you detach your arm and it can still work while it's detached. Oh, that'd be cool. Because for sure, I'd be like, oh, I can't reach something. Pop. And then like use oh my, my arm as an extension.
0: Would, or also. I would take my arm off and use it to like whack David every fuck once it out. in a while. I would just, uh, what is it? Cousin it? Oh, yeah. Isn't that the hand? Yeah. Cousin it is the
1: hand, I think. Or is that the thing or whatever? Anyways, that's what I would do with my hand. I'd be like, oh, I'm so thirsty. Just, like, fucking pop off my arm and have it go downstairs for me. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. I think Mm -hmm. I would, like, yeah. I
0: would pop my arm off and, like, use it to, like, smack David's butt as he was walking away. Fair enough. Or I could, like, just imagine, like, throwing it at somebody. (laughs) (laughs)
1: you dumb bitch (laughs) well imagine somebody is chasing after you I bet they would stop if like you took off your arm and you threw it at them and it was moving and then fucking lizard style oh my god yeah like if somebody is attacking like trying to chase after me I would just like grab my arm and then like throw it like a giant dart and it would land on their throat and be choking them that'd be cool and then they're just like
0: fuck and (laughs) it's just an arm just strangulating them yeah, I think it would be kind of cool to like detach your legs. What about your toes? So you could fit into smaller shoes. Ooh, I don't know. My foot's a really weird shape anyway, so I don't feel like
1: my toes are gonna make that big of a difference. I feel like my feet would look so petite and cute in tiny shoes. I don't know. I'm. I kind of like my big, like, boat
0: feet. I don't know why. It makes
1: me feel powerful. Oh, good. I bet you feel sturdy, cause I am.
0: Either my arms or my legs. I could imagine, like, on a long road trip, like a car road trip, just fucking, like, get in the back seat and take your legs off, set them on the ground, and then lay down.
1: If I was a criminal, I'd use it for a lot of crime.
0: A lot of crime?
1: Yeah, imagine, like, fucking popping your hand off.
0: Oh, yeah. Just, like,
1: it crawling around, like, somebody's Oh, Yeah, you
0: could, like, steal wallets and shit.
1: Like, use your two thumbs and then use the rest of your little fingers to run away. Your finger and your thumb, and then you could literally flip somebody off while flipping. In you just air. throw
0: it at them. <laughs>
1: yeah. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Oh, why don't you go first? If you want to, I can go first. Okay. Keep in mind, everyone. It is almost eleven thirty. I went straight home after work, and I did these notes just for y'all on a late evening. On September 19th, 1961, Barney and Betty Hill are driving back home from a vacation they took in Niagara Falls and Montreal. Yes. Why did you do that?
0: I know a lot about this story. It's going to be hard to shut up. No, it's fine. Okay. I'm in. Okay.
1: Anyways, which I kind of thought was a weird destination, like, let's go to the Niagara Falls, and then let's go to Montreal. Well, Niagara... Niagara. Niagara Falls.
0: <laughs> Niagara Falls is, like, right by Canada. Yeah, but it's not like they were like, let's go to Niagara Falls and then stop by Florida
1: on our way back to Seattle. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anyways, Mm -hmm. uh, they had a wonderful road trip together, and they were eager to get back to their home in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Betty and Barney and their little doggo, Delcy, decided to take the back roads home. It might have been faster, but it also might have been due to the fact that most people did not take kindly to Betty and Barney's relationship. Mm. Um, Because you see, Barney was an African-American man, and Betty was a white woman. They loved each other, so why the fuck should it matter? Uh, But apparently, you know, back in 1961, there were still a lot of places that had terrible, stupid fucking issues with it.
0: Yeah, it still wasn't, like, completely accepted to be an interracial couple. They should have just gotten over it. So that's
1: my opinion. I
0: mean, yeah, that's a really simplified, idealized, they should have just gotten over it.
1: (laughs) Um, Anyways, so they chose this route uh, using their traveler's guide, Green Book. A 1961 edition that helped them find the, those particular Their way. safe routes. <laughs> um, also on these routes, it marked off restaurants and other places that were, I guess, that welcomed people of color or interracial couples. Integrated, yeah. Yeah. The way of the future. Going down the two-lane highway at 10.30 p.m., just outside of Lancaster, New Hampshire, outside the town of Lakester like north of the White Mountains. What? I don't know where any of these places are. Well, look it up on a map. Okay. Betty and Barney started to see the beautiful dark silhouettes of the mountains against the night sky, but then they started to see something just above the mountains that puzzled them. Betty was the one that first spotted it. It was an odd shaped light moving. They first thought it was a plane of some sort, just kind of making its way. Uh, however, the more they watched it, the more that they realized that it wasn't necessarily plain like either. So Betty and Barney pull over to have a better look. Apparently, they pulled over a couple times because it was like far enough away that they're just like, wait, wait, hold, hold on. Hold the fuck on. Like what? What? the, What? What is Hold this? the phone? Hold the phone. We got to look at this. They had a pair of binoculars. So Betty's like, Barney, pull over. Barney, pull over. <laughs> oh, Barney pulls over. And they step out of the truck. She whips out the binoculars. She's watching the, the object move in the sky. Mm-hmm. Delcy got to go on a little walk. Delcy got to walk. Also, don't ask me what happens to Delcy because I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Just kind of leave this out of it. I think she lived a peaceful life. Me too. Anyways, the light was still far away, moving oddly and abnormally, side to side, up and down, without notice or changing direction barney gathered his wife and his dog back into the car and was trying to brush it off like okay this is all just fucking nonsense let's go home i just want to go home whatever uh he wanted to get home with his wife however the as they drive down further with the light still in sight the light began to move even more radically and this made bonnie barn bonnie this made barney curious now and decided to pull over and have a look himself while Barney saw through the binoculars, it made him nervous enough to pull out the pistol from the glove box and put it on the seat in between them. Oh, Yeah. The light then moved close enough for them to see. I think it was like 100 feet above them. Mm-hmm. But they started to see more... Details on this, and what they described was a long band of glass, mm-hmm. like a glass panel that wrapped around this circular object. Uh huh. And they could see humanoid figures standing inside of said object. Hmm. So they kind of described it as a band of light curved, and they saw people in there. Barney and Betty. Then they gather again back in the truck. They're heading down. Barney was like, and I'm done. Let's go. We need to leave. (laughs) We gotta go. But after they started noticing like all the details and they're heading down, that's when the object in the sky headed straight for them. Fuck. So it started descending and getting a little bit closer. And then this is when Barney took his foot off the gas pedal and just let it coast to a fucking stop. And apparently he was just fucking fucked out of his wits. Wow. Just like scared. Really fucked his noodle. <laughs> yeah. The i so cross the thing in the sky. It really fucks my noodles. Really fucks my noodles. <laughs> it was said that Barney then realized and I guess this was on like a later description on his account. Mhm. This object that was a plane was not a plane duh (laughs) yeah good job barney (laughs) good job when the unknown aircraft arrived it stopped about 100 feet above them okay Uh uh-huh uh betty stated that it was at least 40 feet long and was spinning so like 40 feet like in diameter i think
0: yeah like right like from from one end to the other yes even though it was round
1: yes okay and spinning Yeah, it was like spherical, round. Uh, Barney later said it reminded him of a pancake. I don't know.
0: And Betty said it reminded her of a banana. Fucking weird. I don't know, man. I remember this. (laughs) Barney said it was a pancake. Betty said it was a banana. Yep. Bananas don't seem very aerodynamic, though. (laughs)
1: No, they don't. (laughs) They don't do good spinnings. (laughs) Maybe she thought like the band of light (laughs) looked like a banana like maybe a clear glass plan plan planal the planal the planal anyways
0: are you gonna be are you gonna make it help me
1: (laughs) barney got out of the truck with the gun in hand and as he's stepping out he took a couple steps and the craft without warning descended down further came around to the passenger side what do you mean it came around to the passenger side yeah like it went down was on the front and then it came around like oh what the fuck does barney have in his hand like let's check this out shit out shout let's check this shout yeah let's check this shout
0: so um, as but if, it's, like, if it wanted to long like how is it like well still simply
1: some- maneuvering well, around it's still some far away from them but it like changed its director oh trajectory. okay so it like whips around
0: okay yeah like whips around I just, like, I imagine they're on, you know, the roads on the way to Merwin Lake, how it's like a narrow country road and, like, big right, tall and then trees a on random every side. Clearing. Yeah. Yeah. So, is that what we're talking about here? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, I'm just trying to set the scene, guys. Jace, yes. she's got it right. Thanks. You're oh. welcome.
1: Anyways, 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 anyways. So, came around just like it wanted to take a better look at Barney himself. Mm. This is where they saw more detail of the object. As they stated, it was almost as though there was a large strip of glass going around it. And then they started seeing these little humanoid creatures. They were small, but also wearing glossy black suits. Hmm. Sexy. I know. Very uh. modern. Hmm. Yeah. They're heading to the club. And it was the Kardashians. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) After Barney took a few steps, the ship came closer. And this is when they saw the lights coming from the ship as well. What Betty describes as a shiny metal ramp. This is when Betty screamed to her husband, get back in the fucking Chevrolet But all he could do was laugh, like that nervous laugh where you're so scared and you don't know what the fuck is going on. And I guess he like mumbled something like, this is fucking ridiculous. Oh, man. (laughs) He was just like, (laughs) I don't know. Barney tore off his binoculars, ran back to the Chevrolet screaming, they're going to capture us and just repeatedly said that over and over again. Well, yeah, no shit, Barney. There's a
0: fucking ramp. There's a spaceship. It saw you. Just, and and you held a gun. You're not helping Barney.
1: Just You're, get in. Barney, just get in the car. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> what was <that>? Barney? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you said. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, however, as they were driving, he told Betty to find the craft and like, because she's just like, what the fuck? Like trying to scan the sky, like uh-huh. trying to figure out like, OK, where is it? Where is it? Um, this is when they started to hear a series of loud harmonic buzzing all around them as though it seemed to echo throughout their Chevrolet Bel Air, like in the back, and mm-hmm. the front, and sad, sad. I just like that. And all up in there. Wow. <laughs> and their are Bel Air. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
0: I just like that you've gone from saying the car to the truck to the Chevrolet. And Did now I say truck?
1: Yes. Whoops.
0: <laughs> Don't make me play it back for I you. I didn't mean to say truck. I'm sorry, people. And now it's a Bel
1: Air. <laughs> Which are beautiful cars. Yeah. Oh, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe it was 1960. I actually a think it was a, it was a nineteen fifty seven. A nineteen fifty seven Bel Air. Yes. Oh, that's the one with the elephants. Yes. Look it up, peeps. Look it up. They started hearing this buzzing. And the next thing that they knew, just their memory went blank. And all of a sudden, they're driving for a little bit. And it was like a couple minutes before they realized like, like wait, we're driving. like what, What's going on? What just happened? Yeah. Like kind of not really remembering what the fuck just happened to them. Huh. Um, Betty was just like, we just saw a fucking UFO. And Barney <laughs> Betty just has no chill. Bar- yeah, Betty is just like on top of it. She's just like, nope, I know what I saw. Screw this. What the hell's going on? I don't like this shit. And Barney's just like, You're being ridiculous, woman. It was nothing. It's fine. It was a dream that we
0: shared in the car somehow. Yeah, it was just a fucking dream.
1: I don't remember any of that. Like, he was refusing. Like, either his mind was wiped or he refused to remember. Hmm. But yeah, Hmm. I wrote down uh, traveling home, Betty was trying to describe Barney, like to Barney, what they saw. Betty stating that they saw a UFO, but Barney was more skeptical as though he was not remembering as much as she was. They soon arrived home soon after dawn, which puzzled them more because it shouldn't have taken them that long to get home. Weird. Like maybe it could have taken yeah. them about like two, maybe three hours. And this was all kind of happening at 1030 at night. So that's what struck. So they them. lost like eight hours. Yeah. They lost a shit ton of time. Right. And what was even more odd is that their watches stopped working. Uh-huh. And if you thought that was weird, uh when they arrived home, they both had odd sense of violation. Uh, Barney later mm-hmm. admitted in an interview that he had the urge to check his genitals. And when he did, nothing seemed like, you know, out of the ordinary or anything wrong, but he felt like the violation. Yeah. That something had happened to him. I read
0: that they both, like, it was weird because, like, they they both got like this compulsive urge to like thoroughly clean themselves yeah like he took and he like he like spent like an hour looking at his junk in the bathroom
1: yeah like he was just like what the fuck like something happened to my penis there's got to be a clue somewhere maybe he didn't mean to spend an hour in the bathroom maybe he just started out and he went you know what while i'm in here oh my gosh (laughs) just
0: kidding if I were a teenage boy, I would use that excuse all the time. And
1: like, <laughs> Alien I saw some aliens earlier
0: and now I have to take a really close look at my dick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Barney then took a super long shower and later explained that he felt massive violation but couldn't remember how or why. Pretty much was so just trying to wash it all off. Betty, on the other hand, she did have similar urges, but she had other strange things that were kind of perplexing her like for some reason she had the urge to leave their luggage on the back patio yeah and did not want it inside the house yeah she also took a really fucking long shower and when she got out of the shower and she went to hang her dress up that's when she noticed that her dress was torn in multiple places and had a pink powdery substance on it
0: (gasps) oh my gosh
1: yeah I didn't
0: hear well wait maybe I did hear about the powdery substance but it was like not like torn
1: it was like Cut. Yeah, there was like weird torn pieces here and there. It was like like, it wasn't
0: like pieces like cut. wasn't like
1: if a if a dog attacked somebody,
0: right? Torn. It It was like like claw marks. It was like knife marks.
1: Yeah. Oh, and with Betty's memory still holding on to the truth about what they saw, she knew that something had to have happened. With Barney not wanting to listen, Betty went into her local sheriff's office or retired sheriff's office um local retired sheriff why would why would you have a local retired sheriff i don't know maybe it was somebody that she trusted maybe so Uh, well then why wouldn't they say like she went to her friend because she didn't want her retired sheriff (laughs) it was fucking 1961 if you like go to your girlfriend and went i saw a ufo she's gonna be talk of the town in no time honey true so
0: she went to the yeah, yeah they're local. already kind of in like a sensitive position being in a in a racial marriage to begin with, right, and then they're like, "We saw aliens, and they're like, Phony. we're, we're done with you, <laughs> kidding <laughs> uh
1: anyways, so she explained what had happened to him and what they had seen uh for the experience for her, it was becoming more and more clearer every time she started talking about it, but as for Barney, it was almost like he was refusing. Like, he's just like, nope, nope, like didn't happen. it away. Nope, didn't happen. Uh, the local sheriff then recommended Betty to call <laughs> their U.S. Air Force for an official interview. September 22nd, Betty and Barney were then interviewed by Major Paul W. Henderson. Damn, that sounds official. <laughs> it's very official, especially with the last name Henderson. Paul W. Henderson, I know major was he a president (laughs) oh my god sure sounds like it wow betty reported her story exactly how she recalled but barney was refusing to go into the story he claimed that it was just all a dream but when henderson pressed barney for more information this is when barney began to share his experiences as well after the interview it was the first time that they got to sit down and truly talk about all of it although maybe they shouldn't have maybe not yeah uh, Betty began having extremely terrifying, vivid dreams, reliving the moments on the road trip a little bit more and more every time she had a dream. She believed that it was memories coming back. Uh. Barney was just like, "Your dreams are bullshit." <laughs> oh, damn <laughs> so it was uh her dreams began that she was being removed from the vehicle by tiny figures as well as Barney, and they were both being led to the mysterious craft. So more and more details kept coming back to her and it was putting more and more stress on her and Barney. It's kind of taking a toll on them. Mm-hmm. All Betty wanted to do was remember everything and it seemed as though all Barney wanted to do was forget. Betty had heard from Ma- Betty hadn't heard from Major Henderson as to what he thinks happened. Yeah, or like what the UFO was or where it went or whatever. <clears throat> um so She decided to reach out to the NICAP, a civilian UFO research group, and in the letter she wrote, she stated that uh, she and Bernie were thinking about using hypnosis to try to remember everything, and then in this letter, it landed in the hands of Walter Webb, a Boston astronomer. Astronomer? Mm-hmm. And... NICAP member. By the way, NICAP means the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. Oh. hmm Nice. Indeed.
0: Before UFO societies were a
1: thing. Yeah, they made it sound really, really official. Yeah, it sounds way better. I know. With their interview with Webb, mm-hmm. uh, it, <laughs> Webb stated that Barney had developed some sort of mental block almost as a defense mechanism, so he couldn't remember The other thing that might have happened to him that were possibly like way too traumatizing for like him to handle. Mm -hmm. Um, Overall, Webb fully believed that they were telling the truth. After the interview with Webb, Betty and Barney were both feeling the effects of something, you know, feeling the effects of something like this happening to them. Physical, yes, but mentally as well. Barney began drinking again after a decade of sobriety Whoa. as well as finding mysterious rash on his skin that he couldn't make it go away. They both were mentally falling apart and continued through 1962. Betty thought what they truly needed was medical help, counseling, psychiatrist, something because maybe she just thought like somebody just needs to hear us. Yeah. Somebody just needs to hear our fucking story. And more importantly, she really wanted to try hypnosis to finally remember everything so they can put it behind them. It was said that Barney agreed to the quote unquote ridiculousness of it all and just wanted to do it to satisfy his wife. Well, thanks, Barney. Oh, and satisfy the nonsense of her dreams. Uh, So they went for it. For a span of seven months, from 1963 to 1964, Betty and Barney went through multiple sessions where they were recorded, uh, hypnotized, recorded, and then interviewed by Dr. Benjamin Simon. The goal was to go deeper into the past and sift through their memories. Under hypnosis, Barney stated, It all started with the voice in Barney's head telling him (laughs) to drive off the road. The road, drive off the road and go some distance into the forest where they then saw an orange glow ahead. They stated that it was the craft they had seen earlier. The craft they had seen earlier. Yes. The craft that they had seen earlier. His car engine cut out and died. This is when they saw about a dozen small humanoid creatures. <laughs> That's what I picture. Um, so they came out and a couple of them on each side of their car, they opened up the door and started guiding Barney and Betty to the craft. Um he did state that one of the little humanoid creatures grabbed the gun out of Barney's pocket and set it back down on the seat. Oh. It was just like, you won't need this. Don't Boop.
0: need that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Even while being interviewed separately under hypnosis, Barney and Betty's like description of these humanoid creatures were very much so the same. Betty's, Betty and Barney, they both described him about being four to five feet tall, mm-hmm. wide-shouldered but narrow hips, Ooh. and gray skin and dark eyes. She recalled speaking to her husband as they were walking up to the craft saying, Wake up, Barney! But when she did, one of the men creatures, whatever you want to call them. We're going to call them men. We're going to assume that they're all men. Who knows? One of the things. One of the things. Um, but when she did, one of the men looked towards her and asked in English, Barney, is that, is that its name? She remembers being told neither one of them would be harmed as they were escorted into separate rooms. She stated that the leader of the group, another creature. Gray alien. Gray alien. I don't. I don't gray alien. Mm. Well, they are the original, like,
0: they're the people that made, like, the gray, the little gray, like, big-headed alien. Yeah. Like, that's... That that's what they saw. Their description, and they're, like, they're the people who made that, like, the alien standard,
1: you know? Yep. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she stated that the leader of the group and another man took her and sat her down. Betty then stated that a new man similar to the others entered to conduct her exam with the leader. But he called this new man the examiner <laughs> as oh, fucking shit. ominous as he had a pleasant, calm manner. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I know. Doesn't make much sense to me. Betty. Betty, honey. (laughs) Betty, don't be fooled. (laughs) Don't be fooled. Though the leader and the examiner spoke to her in English, the examiner's command of the language seemed imperfect and she had a difficult time understanding him. The examiner told Betty that he would conduct a few tests and note the differences between the humans and them. He seated her on a chair and a bright light was shown on her. The man cut off a lock of Betty's hair, examined her eyes, ears, mouth, teeth, throat, hands, her feet, her fingernails, like taking clippings. Oh. Whatever pretty much so like scraping off little skin samples. Right. Getting whatever. Um, and after examining her legs and feet, the man used a dull knife similar to a letter opener to scrape some of her skin onto what resembled cellophane. He then tested her nervous system and he thrusted a needle into her navel, which caused Betty agonizing pain. Whereupon, she said that the leader waved his hand in front of her eyes and that the pain just mysteriously vanished. Whoa. Bro, you want to come by when I get my (sighs) first tattoo?
0: You want to come by right
1: now and just fucking heal me? (laughs) Fucking, that'd be great if he could do that while I'm sleeping. I know, right? Just sort of like whoosh. That'd be cool. Uh careful what you ask for. <laughs> yeah, please please don't. Uh Barney remembers being uh helped into a chair where they then proceeded to have samples taken from him, skin being scraped off and blood being drawn, then the instruments um instruments being put into his ears and down his throat. Overall, if there was something that Barney's body could give them, they wanted it. Unlike Betty Unlike Betty, Barney's narrative the exam was less detailed as he continued to keep his eyes closed through most of it. Because um, yeah, Barney, you're normal. That's what I would have done. Just kept your eyes closed. Like, oh god, this can't be happening. <laughs> mm, no, I would have wanted to see fucking everything. I don't. I don't know what I would do. Especially like, okay, well, nowadays, in modern days, yes, I feel like we'd be less afraid and be more like, okay, what the hell I want to know. But that was 1961. Right. Metal rock and roll hasn't even happened yet. Cell phones aren't even a thing. That's true. Hell. (coughs) Hell yeah. Hell. (laughs) Kept his eyes closed for most of the exam, and a cup-like device was placed over his genitals, he did not experience an orgasm, though Barney thought that a sperm sample had been taken. Hmm. So kind of in some aspects, the procedures didn't hurt just like Betty's. And then some of them did just like Betty's. Hmm. Uh, the examiner left. So we're back in Betty's room, by the way. Okay. Back in that examination room. All right. Uh, the examiner little the- oh my god <laughs> the examiner left the room and Daisy took off her human suit for a <laughs> second the examiner left the room betty engaged in conversation with their leader she picked up a book with rows of strange symbols on it that the leader said that she could take home with her she also asked from where they came from and he pulled down the instructional map and dotted the stars like this is, this is how here. you find it oh my yeah in betty's hypnosis account like in her account The men began escorting the hills from the ship when a disagreement broke out between the little alien dudes. The leader then informed Betty that she couldn't keep the book and stated that they had decided that the other men did not want her to even remember the encounter. Betty insisted that no matter what they did to her memory that she would one day recall the events. And I guess she was right. (laughs) I guess so. Uh she and Barney were then taken to the car where the (laughs) leader suggested that they wait to watch the craft's departure. They did so, and then they resumed their drive. So imagine remembering something like that over the course of like a couple months. And then like how hard that must have been. Jesus. Being like, Oh my god, and then also like who's gonna believe me? Right. Then also your husband that's now become an alcoholic again, that doesn't even want to believe himself. Slam drunk. (laughs) fucking slam drunk oh poor barney hill i'm sorry barney and the star map betty had remembered quite a bit of it and you can look it up under betty Hill's star map or you know you could actually just probably look up hill star map which was then interpreted by Majori fisher or or fish marjorie fisher (laughs) your name's Majori fish now (laughs) (laughs) i don't think she'll appreciate that After she read the book that was inspired by the Hills Encounter, the book was called Interrupted Journey. As to which, um, dramatic, I will place a picture on our Instagram and whatnot. And Barney, bless his heart, died in 1969. Wow, from a it's part of the brain aneurysm. No, stroke. No, it was a hemorrhage.
0: A a hemorrhage, anyways.
1: Yes, Betty ended up far outliving her husband. And lived until 2004, and um, and died uh, after a battle of cancer. Wow! And that is my story. Oh my gosh! So there's a lot. Like there pro- there's that so much pro- that probably could have stretched out to like four episodes. There's yeah. There's a lot. But I just want to give you guys the just
0: the hill abduction. Um. So like one thing against Betty and Barney is there was a television show that had aired, like a similar not like similar but it had like aired an episode about an alien abduction they were avid tv watchers Oh, yeah and it was kind of similar where it was like around spacecraft and small people like they were wearing little suits so i remember it was like when that story blew up like one of their neighbors were like yeah I know they watch that show. That's probably what they're basing it off of. I saw them watching it through their window. And I'm just but like... But that guy could just be a dick. I'm just like, first of all, why are you fucking watching them watch TV? Yeah,
1: that's fucking weird. And like... Maybe he was jealous because he didn't have a TV. Probably. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a just a fucking busybody. So or also, is- I mean, everybody was probably against him because... <laughs> Because they were because they were
0: in an interracial relationship, yeah. but like yeah, so apparently like a really popular television series had very very recently aired an episode about alien abduction before they came out with that story. Oh! But the other thing, one of like my favorite parts about this is so Betty writes the book, Interrupted Journey. Mm-hmm. She includes the star map. Hmm. Marjorie Fisher, in her living room, basically creates a 3D model of that star map. Based yeah, on because what, she was
1: she, like, she was a preschool teacher, but she also but she studied like, astro- like astronomy. She was like was a was hobbyist
0: like, astronomer. Yeah, and built a 3D model of that star map, and then like tied it into other star maps around it, and then they ended up finding that actual system. And she was like, "Dude." Before, we could someday visit them. Like they, they found that system like before anybody else had found it. Like it was discovered after Betty Hill had written the book and after Marjorie Fisher made the 3D model, and then they discovered the star map in
1: real space. I wonder if, like one day, we'll go there and one of the aliens will just be like, "Damn it, Jerry! I told you not to give her the book. I told you not to show her anything. You showed
0: her the map." now they're fucking here and he'll be like it's not my
1: fault bob didn't wipe them clean enough yeah (laughs) damn it now we have to kill them all
0: damn it well i hope that doesn't happen me too so (laughs) but like like as time went on though uh there was a journalist that took betty to a ufo convention because she was like very popular at conventions obviously well duh he was saying that like she was like very very like overly paranoid like as they were driving, she would like see
1: street lights and be like, "It's a UFO." Oh. Yeah. So. Oh God.
0: Yeah. So she came. Well, off I don't as, know like, if I
1: experienced something like that. I'd be fucking terrified of right. everything in the sky.
0: Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of like, like she was stressed out from you know the the pressure and and just the general like problematic society and and their views on their relationship and stuff like that. And also, she was probably called a liar a million times. Oh yeah, probably. I mean, it's, it's just, there's a lot of things going against them, but like that star map thing has me like, I'm honestly, that's the one thing that I'm like, it fucking happened. It fucking slaps. It, this fucking, yeah, that star map slaps. (laughs) So yeah, it's a really, it's a really cool story. There's so much you could like, there's so much, you could go into it forever, honestly.
1: Yeah, there's like a, I would say, well, and also without like her account, there wouldn't be x files right there wouldn't be like there wouldn't be a ton of shows and also in american horror story asylum yeah that part of the story was inspired by the hills yeah yeah
0: that sort of like dark backwoods abduction sort of thing (laughs) yeah yeah it's fucking crazy i was about to say something else and i kind of i forgot like what i was going to say but there's like other similar abduction stories out there that are like the hills story i mean what do you guys think holy
1: shit we're not alone yeah there's a lot of people that
0: a lot of people who i think like, you'd
1: be a fucking idiot if you think that we're the only you, ones if you out here think
0: that there aren't fucking aliens you're nuts like i oh what did i read something the other day more americans believe in ghosts than believe in aliens i believe in both but like overwhelmingly well, i think, to my, I,
1: I think to myself, a lot of
0: americans don't believe there are aliens out there
1: I just think to myself, like if you're if you can believe in a spiritual afterlife where there's just like ghosts, like nimbly bimbly all over the place, right? Then you're why is it so not- far fetched to think that there's other life and civilizations out there,
0: right? And then people are like, when anyone brings up the the idea that a lot of the technology we have now was like introduced to us at a certain point by a more intelligent race, I'm just like, that makes us a, a ton of fucking sense. Because yeah, because you had like at a certain period of time we like turn a point where all of a sudden we're able to make these huge structures and move these giant blocks with like no real technology to do it
1: well i mean they like, did They still did...
0: struggle to recreate those things
1: right but like as far as like pyramids and stuff go they i mean they did come up with a theory as to how they moved them which was like the whole log theory where they like they had rolled out rolling logs logs,
0: yeah i i'd heard that too i personally think i wouldn't even look
1: towards the egyptians i would say that like that could probably absolutely be man-made because a million slaves died i was just
0: gonna say they literally threw
1: away hundreds upon thousands of human lives however the mayans the Mayans. The though. Mayans for sure got visited by some sort of alien race because they thought they literally pinched their skulls to making them pointy to resemble their gods, the Anunnaki.
0: <clears throat> I could go on for a long time, but speaking of time, I should probably get my story out. Get it out, Faith. Get it right out. Mm. Oh my god, I really want you guys to like tell us about your fucking
1: alien shit. Oh. Oh man. yeah, like Adam. Adam? Adam totally saw some UFOs before. Your Adam? My Adam. Your fiance? My fiance. Ooh, I want to hear about that. It's just really quick. Like, he was just outside smoking a cigarette at his old apartment and he was just like looking off the distance and he was like, what the hell? And he saw like a couple stars just kind of like floating, going up and down side to side, similar to the hills. (laughs) Hmm. Except he like just stopped and went and just like took off super fast and disappeared.
0: I saw something i've seen that a couple different times one time i was driving to mom's and i was at like that intersection off of mill plane and like where the walmart is and i was pulling up to that stoplight and i it was literally just for like a split second but i saw this like little light in the sky and it was like a little it was like a bigger light than than others but it was like a little sliver like was, a like sideways wiggling. sliver of light and it wiggled for a second and then it like went up and then like, yeah, like Check you off. said, like, <coughs> like just gone. And I was like, I'm just going to go to mom's house.
1: Yeah. Now, whenever I look at a star, I'm like, is it wiggling? Is no, it w- no, it's just a star. Just okay. me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah. Okay.
1: Your story, Faith.
0: Good story, says Regale. Okay. So, as you guys already know, this is a pretty lengthy episode already. Yeah. Yeah. Took us a while to get through that one. So, here's what we're gonna do. do 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 So, we are gonna end the episode here. I hope you guys enjoyed my story. <laughs> and what we will... So, we had an all spookums slash uh, sort of paranormal... Of the alien variety, so we had one of those episodes. Next episode will be entirely revenge-focused, and we will cover the uh, fucking scandalous sensation of the 90s.
1: As we dive in.
0: Well, I don't want to tell them what it's about yet. I know, that's why I paused. But it's a fucking good one. It is a good one. Um, there's... Thank you, Kadira,
1: for the uh, suggestion. Yes,
0: absolutely. Thank you, Kadira. Even though your name is made up. It's not. So, uh, we... It's Kirsten. <laughs> It's not It's not made up. It's, it's custom. Custom. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and end the episode here. So what did we learn?
1: Uh, if I can... Um... By the way, it's a week later. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, we learned. Gosh, there was so much to learn. I don't know. For me, I feel like... like I feel like they did nothing wrong. They were just trying to get home. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's it's not actually... like they were trying to fuck with it. But you know what? Maybe they... Instead of stopping and trying to investigate or look with binoculars yeah. at something that's floating around in the sky, you just pretend a- that it's not there and keep right. going. You see a fucking
0: weird thing in the sky, then do like I do and just keep driving like
1: you don't even know it's there. Like maybe Barney could have still been alive.
0: Maybe Barney wouldn't have had a brain hemorrhage.
1: And random rashes. Yeah. And a Maybe he wouldn't have to look at his penis for, like, a couple hours. Yeah,
0: maybe he wouldn't have to thoroughly inspect his genitals. Poor, poor Barney. (laughs) I mean, like, you should always, like... I thought you were going to say, poor, poor genitals. Poor genitals. (laughs) You guys should always be inspecting your genitals, but don't feel compelled to, like, do it for a long time. Do it for hours. (laughs) All right. Can I have a cookie? Um, yes. Because,
1: uh... Not
0: gonna lie, I feel like we're missing something. I don't know. It just feels strange because we're literally recording this. Uh, donate to our Yachty yada, yada. Oh right, I'm right, right, glad right, that right. You're here. Well, wait. We are recording. Does he get a double shout out? Yeah, let's fucking double shout out. Double shout out. So also... the reason we say double shout out is because, as you'll hear in episode twelve, we've already done this shout out. That is, we already recorded it today. But now we're like coming back to work on this episode. Here's your cookie.
1: Thanks.
0: And uh so anyway, shout out to Jordan, who is our very first podcast supporter. Our boy! Those are gonna be some great sound clips. (laughs) Uh so fucking thank you so much, Jordan. Uh next episode there will be (laughs) obviously my story, the good story, and
1: the pretty good story.
0: And uh Another shout out for Jordan. Oh,
1: I did not like that voice. I just wow. Did. Well, yeah,
0: it's probably because you were picking your nose.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the look of
0: betrayal on your face. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking
1: I giving out shiny cookies on your table. Oh no, cloth. I
0: broke my cookie. <laughs> That's what you <gasps> fucking got.
1: Karma acts quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna break mine. <laughs> I'm still going to break mine. Okay, you didn't break yours yet. Oh, that was a
0: long one. I just got cookie crumbs literally all over my laptop.
1: Okay. It says, a routine task will turn into an enchanting adventure. So, wow. I guess uh, brushing my teeth is going to be a good one tomorrow morning. <laughs> Fucking spirited away with the cat box. <laughs> A root Well, it didn't say mundane, but it said routine. So it did i did say routine. I feel like why am I going to brush my teeth and then just like you're going to have a stroke and be in La La Land? <laughs>
0: they said what was it enchanting? Yeah, you're going to be doing the dishes enchanting and an like adventure. an elf will pop out of the drain. I fucking hope so. Damn, <laughs> are you my new dishwasher? <laughs> I'm the dishwashing elf. Fuck yeah. Tell him to bring a friend. All right, mine says be yourself, and you will always be in fashion. It's so true. That's because black is always in season. I always wear black. Not that I am black. For anyone that's confused, uh, go look at our Instagram. I'm not black.
1: She's wear a lot of
0: black. She's a moon-faced white girl. (laughs) I am a moon-faced white girl. (laughs) Like, a lot. (laughs) All right. What's something uplifting you can tell me? Oh. Instead of playing with the fucking springs, oh. it literally makes a little spring shape on the waveform.
1: <laughs>
0: alright, that's enough. <laughs>
1: I got an alright tax return, and I didn't forget how to do my job. That's good. Here, let's just do this. Inspirational quotes
0: Failure will never overtake me if my determination to succeed is strong enough. Change your life today. It always seems impossible until it's done, and more.
1: And more. And more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, never retreat.
0: All right. Well, thanks, Google. Yeah, thanks.
1: Okay, well. Wait. Oh. Hey, Google. What are some depressing quotes?
0: No. Here's a summary from Good Morning Quote. 42 depressing quotes and sayings about life and love. Sometimes, you gotta pretend everything is okay. I get lost inside my mind, and more.
1: And more. Wow. Well, that made me sad. People cry not because they're weak. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. (sighs) Anyways, puppies and kittens. That's what I have to say about that. And think about that. Well, here's something uplifting. What?
0: You're all high-quality people. And this is high quality nonsense. <laughs>